This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Jupiter, it is me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less week. And this week is going to get so much less week. We are going to do, we're going to do all kinds of fun stuff. I understand there is a new song, a hot new remix. Uh, we're going to talk to Iceberg. We're going to talk to a, uh, well, we're going to talk about a couple movies I saw. We're going to do, we're going to do all kinds of fun stuff, and it's going to be great. You're going to have a good time. Your week is going to be a lot less week, and it's all thanks to me. The boring example of everybody else. Let me uh, let me find this song up in here. Uh, tech, tech, tech. Here it is. I should have had it booted up. Sorry. Here we go. Hit it. Giddy up. Giddy up again. Words manifested disintegrate. Particles drift into atoms and separate. Developing movement known as sound waves. Travel at Mark 1 via the airspace. Hitting the microphone, making it vibrate. Electrical impulses start to migrate along the wire. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. We were born to be who we are. The bright light from a distant star. Yes, that much is true. We might be far away, but still, we are shining down on you, I guess. Uh, that, of course, is a rhyme from Bosco Money from the famous rap group Downtown Science. They are they are one of my favorite Def Jam groups of all the time. They only released one, uh, one LP, and it was one that I had to search hither and yon to find, and eventually I did, and eventually I was, uh, happy to have it. The group is made up of the MC named Bosco Money, and the DJ is a chap who goes by the name of Sam Sever. Sam Sever was the original DJ of Third Base, the famous, uh, Third Base of Cactus Album, Derelicts of Dialect fame. I, I have been back into collecting rap tapes, you guys know that, and this, uh, this Downtown Science tape has been one that I've been on the lookout for. I, I kind of want to have, like, a tight, narrow collection as far as, like, you know, going out and actually purchasing them. If I find something, like, at a flea market or at the dig or whatever, and it's, like, a like a cool wrap tape, I'm happy to add it to the collection. But as far as, like, you know, actually searching them out, I I kind of want to limit it to things that, things that I had back in the olden days. You know, things that I actually had 
back on tape in the day of tape. I want to I want to recreate that collection. And this downtown science was one of my uh, one of my favorites. We had to go to we had to go to the amoeba in Berkeley to find it, and that was that's a bit of a jaunt. You know, we went to my my man Jesse's. Uh, he used to have this yellow Cadillac, and we would take trips down to Berkeley in the Cadillac, look for tapes, and this was one that I was looking for, and I found it, and I was. I was pretty pleased, like I said a second ago, but I've been, uh, and I've been looking for this one on, on eBay, and I found it a couple times, but each time it's on auction, it's gone for, like, more than I want. I don't want to pay, like, $20, $25 for, for a tape, but if I lose out on this one one more time, I might, uh, I might have to do it, but you gotta think, like, every time somebody buys one... That's one less dude out there who's looking for a downtown science tape. And eventually, that small group of people is going to get... It's going to get shrunken down till it's just me left. So, I will eventually get one. I have... I have returned A.B. Silver's call. But I have not yet heard back. I don't know if this is... This is some gamesmanship on his part. Or maybe he's busy. Maybe the pirates have moved out of range. I don't know. I haven't... I haven't heard back, but this past week I was able to connect with my with my dude Iceberg. We we met up in the uh, in the station snack shack, and we we spent a bit of time and we talked about uh what's been going on and what's just going on in dude's head. I thought that this might be I thought this might be something that you would enjoy. So I uh, you know I brought along my brought along my tape recorder and I taped it. Let me um. Let me get the tape over here, and I will uh, start it up. And this is Iceberg Interview Snack Shack 1. Go. Okay, this is me, I see Robots, and I am here on the Jupiter Moon Base Snack Shack, and I am with my main dude, Iceberg 13. And before we get too far into uh, this uh, little talking uh, we're going to have right here, did you pick this jam, Lords of the Underground, Chief Rocka? I love this song. Dude, you always make good picks on that on that jukebox the uh, Commodore sent us. So, you like this song? I like it too. Of course I like it. Why would I pick it out of every song ever in the history of the world if I didn't like it? Yeah, I guess you're right. That, that was a stupid question. Man, it's, it's noisy in here today, dude. It's like... They had the entire crew from that drilling operation that's over on the other side of the moon, and they, they come here sometimes, and they are just, they are so loud, and they pick the worst, the worst music anyway. So, the other week, we discovered that your dude, A.B. Silver, was in fact alive, and that he has, he has joined the Space Pirates. What, what do you make of all this, Iceberg? I don't really know what to make of it. I can only believe that the pirates have him as a hostage. Oh yeah? Why do you think that? That is the only reason I can compute that leads to him trying to clown me like that. Hey, hold on, Iceberg. Let's let's move over over near the door. It's uh, it's, I think it's get, let's get away from these guys. Here, this looks good. Uh, take a few guys. I can't hear the song though. If we sit this far out, those miners will start playing Alabama or some Hank Jr. How could Hank have been so great and his son writes songs about football? I'll never understand it. It is one of life's great uh, mysteries, but we got we got to be back here where you know there there's less noise if we wanna. 
What the heck was that? See, I told you. These yokels from the mining camp that Pooptronics opened, come over here sometimes and play this garbage and hook it up like it's the second coming of the god Rakim himself. I told you we should have never moved away from the jukebox. <laughs> you might have been right, dude. Maybe... Maybe I can talk to the Commodore about about this, but I can't imagine he's going to be too sympathetic. I mean, this is this is, after all, a Pooptronic station that we're working on. So let's let's just try to you know let's try to stick to the the topic. So, what do you think about AB Silver being back in our lives, and should we trust him? Should we meet with him, or do you think it could be a trap? It could be a trap of course, but it is a pirate trap, not an AB Silver trap. He would not need to trap me. I would go with him willingly. He is a great agent and I would love to re-sign with him. Good gravy. This music is awful. I can't do this interview. Did you just hear that hit hoot? It's insufferable. No, I feel you, dude. It's not that big of a deal, though. And this song will probably be over quick. These country songs don't necessarily last so long. But if you if you want to bounce, I I, I dig it. We could definitely do this uh, at a different time if you want. I do want to bounce, but let me tell you this: AB Silver is a creative mastermind, the likes of which makes John Badham look like a piker. Who is John Badham? Who is John Badham? What is wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me. I just don't know who John Badham is. He directed Short Circuit, the greatest robot film of all time and space. Jeez, I'm sorry. You should be sorry. You call yourself a film critic and don't know John Badham? It's preposterous. I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't know if, uh... I don't know if Short Circuit is the greatest robot film of all all time. What about like, what about like the day the Earth stood still? Or I don't know, man. There must be a bunch of good movies. What about the Iron Giant? That movie is definitely better than Short Circuit. I think by by any standard. That is not a robot movie. It is a children's movie. I would think you would be able to tell the difference considering the amount of time you spend at the movies. Yeah, you're probably right. Look, this music is driving me nuts. I am going to go and drive the moon cart around and listen to this downtown science tape that I bought on eBay. Wait, you won that tape, dude? I was bidding for that. Do you think I can come with you and listen to it? I guess you can come. Just don't mess with the tape player. I don't mess with the tape player? What do, what do I do? You fast forward too much. Okay, fine. I promise. I won't touch the tape later. Fine then. Let's go. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? Just broke my brain. Cindy! Ah! Come on! You guys love it when the shrimp misses my mouth. Can I go? Mom! Oh, Jesus. What's going on here? I was hoping to crash here for a few days. Is everything okay? Yes. 
When are you coming home? Dana. Oh, my sister might be having a nervous breakdown. I'm flailing. I'm just trying to figure out if the life that I've picked for myself is even the one that I want. Oh, you may never figure that out. Before we before we get into the review, I, I like that last line. That's really, you know, that's like the zinger of the trailer. The you may you may never find that out. I think that I don't think that you ever really end up with the life that you pick. You just sort of end up with the life that you have and you have to you have to learn to make that life that you have into like the life that you want. We all have responsibilities and we all have all these things. But you do have like you have a lot of freedom and you have a lot of opportunities and you do have a lot of different ways to try to make the life that you want. So just always keep that in mind. The movie that we're going to talk about is a movie called Landline. Landline stars Jenny Slate, John Turturro and Edie Falco. It is a comedy. It is set in the 90s. I think at one point they say 1995, but I'm not really uh I'm not really too sure about that, but it has, you know, phones and answering machines and VCRs and videotapes and video stores and all those uh all those 90s trappings. In that sense, it is really fun to watch. In another sense, it's just it's like it's really fun to watch because it was uh was a pretty good movie. It is the story of a family. There's, you know, mother, father, and two sisters, and each one are they're having their own individual struggles. The the father has his problems going on. He's trying to write a play and he's trying to get that play produced as John Turturro. Jenny Slate's going to be married and she's not sure if she wants to. The The youngest sister is just, you know, she's flailing in all sorts of different ways. And the mom is struggling with being a mom. Everybody, everybody has their own deal going on. And they're all, they're all very true and very real. They feel real. And this is the kind of comedy that is kind of a drama comedy. I think that like when you look at a movie that's a drama that's usually not a movie that's very true to life. Life is really sort of like a, it's kind of like a comedy drama. There are times, of course, where there are like serious things going on. But I think that for the most part, people are trying to have fun. People are trying to be funny. It feels like everybody's always trying to be funny. Everybody already always has a quip or, you know, some kind of a line or, like, you know, they try. Everybody does their best. I think that these dramedy commas, comedy dramas reflect life just more realistically than a real drama was the was was the point that I was getting at. I really enjoyed this movie. I'm a fan of Ginny Slate. You might know her from she was on Parks and Rec, the uh was it NBC, the NBC sitcom. She played I don't remember the name of the character, Aziz Ansari's friend's sister. Was his name John Rubio? Was that his name? I think that might know that that was not it. What was that guy's name? I need to I need to focus on this for a second. Hold on one second. I'm going to focus. John Ralphio. His name was John Ralphio. I I have to admit, I didn't concentrate that hard. I, I went and looked it up. His sister is named uh, Mona Lisa Ralphio. And I thought that she was like super funny in that role. And I... I always wanted to, like, see her in something else. So when I saw a trailer for a movie with her starring in it, I was like, hey, we got to go see that. And we did see it. And it was, it was cool. It was fine. I enjoyed it. I felt like it was a bit long and a bit, uh, can you hear that? Ever, ever since they started that mining operation here, there are, there are always machines going in the background. And I, I don't know if the mic can pick that up or not, but it's like, 
they're drilling pretty far away, and you can still hear it here. At any rate, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was pretty fun. Anything with John Turturro is great. I'm not going to say anything, but dude is really one of the best actors of our generation, and Edie Falco is great, too. She was, you know, uh, Carilla Soprano. We all... We all know who Edie Falco is. It was fun to see, like, her and John Turturro in the same scenes. It was, uh, pretty neat. Like, two of the best character actors. Like, one of the best female character actors. One of the best male character actors. Like, working together on a scene. It was cool, man. I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was good. It wasn't perfect. It has... It has a lot of laughs, though. It really does have a lot of laughs. I find myself, you know, really giving it up a lot, uh, a lot of times. So I, I would recommend this. I think that this will play just as well on video or just as well on uh, Laserdisc, you know, when it comes out in all of the popular formats of the day, beta, VHS, you know, video disc. Video disc is still, still riding high with a, with a certain crowd. I, I picked up that, uh... Laserdisc release last week of King Arthur, the the Guy Ritchie King Arthur. It has a has a commentary track where Guy Ritchie explains what he was thinking when he decided to make King Arthur into like a tough talking uh, Brit from the streets with all kinds of scams and schemes. Anyway, back to back to Limelight. I did like this one. I thought it was pretty fun. There are some like really touching moments. There's some funny moments. It's good, you know, but. It'll play just as good at home as it does at the theater. This is this is a bit funny. We got there a few minutes early. I, I wanted to get good seats. We had to go to the Arty Farty Theater over by the lake. And their theaters aren't the biggest. So sometimes it pays to get there a bit earlier, even than usual. Maybe like 20, 20 minutes early just to, you know, to get the... To get the seats you want. Also, it's not stadium seating. So you want to... You got you to gotta get there early to get the seats you want. So we got there... And we're sitting in our seats, and there there wasn't anybody else in the theater for the longest time. And then finally, like, one person came in, and they sat, like, off to the right and in front of us. And another person came in, like, behind us in the corner. And the movie started, and it's going, it's going, it's going. And I, uh, I had to use the restroom. So I get up, and I turned around, and 90% of the seats behind us were taken. Like, the whole time, I felt like... We were alone in the theater with, like, these three other people. But there were, in reality, like, 25 people all right behind us. It was really strange. You know how you, know how you think that, like, you'll have, like, psychic powers and you'll be able to feel as if somebody's behind you or there's somebody over there? Well, this proved to me that I might not have that because there was, like, an entire mob of people behind me. Now, albeit they were quiet, but they were still back there and I thought that there was... Nobody behind us. Anyway, let's see. What do I give this joint on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter where one is a dud and five is an all-time classic? I think that I will give Landline a good solid three mics. Three mics. This half the universe makes your world my world. Many others all connected. The man in black destroyed everything in my world. As long as he's out there, Earth will be next. Death always wins. I'm the only one who can stop him. The Dark Tower in theaters August 4th. I'm I'm as big a Stephen King fan as anybody. 
well, maybe not anybody because I haven't read like every single book that he's ever written, but I have, uh, I have read a lot of him. I have probably read more books by Stephen King than by any other author. He, he's built up credibility with me to the point that if he puts something out, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I have read The Dark Tower. I have not completed the Dark Tower series. I read the first few, and then he he took a hiatus from the series and came back. And when he came back, I I was off reading other things. I don't I don't know what I was reading at the time, but I just I never I never picked it back up. But I am still a fan of the Dark Tower, and I was I was looking forward to this movie when I first heard about it. I thought that it would be like the first movie in a big saga. Like this would be the gunslinger, the story of a uh, Roland from the first book. And then I heard that this was going to be the, the entire dark tower series in one movie. And I said, Hey, that's okay. That could be fine. I suppose they, they have told big stories all at one time before. And Stephen King does have a tendency to go on sometimes. And it might be nice to kind of whittle the uh, story down into a smaller format. So I wasn't like, completely against them doing that but then I heard that the that the movie was only going to be an hour and 35 minutes and that it was going to be the entire saga squished into one just under a two hour bite so I and pretty much everybody else in the world that I heard communicating about this said this is this is a travesty this is just a miscarriage of justice this is going to be the worst thing in history. And I was like, I'm not even going to see it. I'm not going to see it. I will see it, but I'm not going to go see it opening weekend. I'm not going to. I I will not give in to this. I, I was personally offended. And then then I was on uh, Facebook and I saw that Carlos, Carlos had gone to see Detroit. And I was, that's Carlos from Geekfest Rants. He's uh, the host of another show here on the IC Robots Radio Network. I saw he went to see Detroit, which was what I was going to see. And I said, huh, Carlos didn't go see The Dark Tower because I assumed that he would. And I assumed that he would cover it. And that made me feel a little better about not going to see it myself. But then I saw that he wasn't. And then when I was looking at the movie listings planning to go, I saw that the theater that we go to is only running it on one screen and the movie's long. Detroit's like two hours and 45 minutes and there was only like a few showings during the course of the day and they were they were all like at really weird times, like really inconvenient times. So me and the wife decided, eh, what the heck, you know, let's take one for the team. Let's let's go see The Dark Tower so that other people don't have to go see it. We'll, we'll tell them what it's all about. I've had to do this before. I don't have to do it. I don't have to do it. I choose to do it. Sometimes I feel like I have to do things for the sake of the show. But then I got to remember, I don't have to. I want to. It's fun. This is this is my fun time hobby. So enjoy it. You know, just enjoy the fact that you go get to see a movie. Even if it's like maybe not the movie that you wanted to see. Just enjoy the fact that you get to go see a movie. Just have a good time with that. And another time that I had to do that where I took one for the team was when I went to see uh, Jim and the Holograms. That was something people were looking forward to. And then, like, right out the gate, it got lambasted. And no one was going to go see it. And I thought to myself, I'll go see it. I'll be the one. I will be the one who will tell you what it's actually like. As opposed to just what people people are overhearing from reviews and stuff. And I myself, I didn't hate Jim and the Holograms. I thought it was alright. It wasn't, like, the greatest movie ever. And it was definitely not all that it could have been but it was okay and if I had my way about it and I was like a director and I was making a Marvel movie and you gave me a shot to make a Dazzler 
like a disco dazzler movie, I would cast a girl who's Jim from Jim and the Hologram. She can sing. She has a good look, you know, and I think that I think she could pull it off. If I had my way about it, Jim and the Holograms crosses over and turns into a, a disco dazzler movie. But we're on the topic of the Dark Tower. The Dark Tower stars Idris Elba as Roland and Matthew McConaughey as the uh, as the evil man in black. And I thought that Idris Elba was a very good Roland. I thought that he had a really nice, really nice, nice grasp on the role. Matthew McConaughey was a bit, uh, a bit over the top as the man in black, but it was, it was still fine. And I'm going to say before we get like too far into this, this is definitely not the Dark Tower. It is not a movie about the Dark Tower saga that Stephen King wrote. This is a movie that is somewhat based on the characters that Stephen King created in his series, the Dark Tower. Roland's Roland. The Man in Black is a Man in Black. There is a Dark Tower. The Man in Black is trying to destroy the Dark Tower. But aside from that, the the story is just based on a dark the Dark Tower. And I I'm gonna say that's okay. I didn't think the movie was. I didn't think it was all that bad. I actually I enjoyed it when I was sitting there. Um, I was immediately started thinking. This is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought that this was going to be a terrible movie, and it's just not. In any way you want to put it, it's just not a terrible movie. It's all right. There is some good performances. There's some neat, like, tech and stuff involved with the Dark Tower, and it's uh, it's short. I always enjoy a short movie. I like it when it just, like, heats up, jumps in, and gets out. And this... This movie definitely does that. It gets, like, right to the story. It doesn't mess around. Before you know it, it's like Roland's shooting at the man in black. There is a fight, and it's over. And that is something that I can definitely appreciate. Now, if you go into this and you're looking for the adaptation of The Dark Tower, you're not going to get that. And sadly, one has to wonder if we are ever going to get that. I will... I will never say never because uh, anything could happen, but the movie, while the number one movie of the weekend, it was not considered like a critical success. So when something like that happened, it kind of, you know, pushes things back years and years. And if the movie could have done well, we could have seen, you know, any number of like Stephen King spinoff. I mean, Stephen King, like right now, as we speak, he has, he has The Mist on Spike and I'm watching The Mist. It's okay. It is loosely based on the short story, The Mist. It's not the not the story of The Mist that you and I know, even the story of the mist from the from the movie, but it's okay. I don't think I don't think it's that bad. And then he has Mr. Mercedes, which is based on one of his later works. I I read part of it, and for some reason I never finished it, and I still have it around here, but I am going to watch the show. That premieres this week. That's on audience. I think that is only like a direct TV channel, but I do not I do not know. It's the same channel that I watch Kingdom on. And he also has the Dark Tower. So Stephen King has like three properties all going right now. And if this movie would have done well, we might have seen like a more literal interpretation of the Dark Tower on on TV. It could have happened. It very well could have happened. You see how he had the movie The Mist and now he has like the TV show The Mist. And while similar, they're different. We could have seen the movie Dark Tower and then the TV show The Dark Tower. Who knows? But uh, it's not as bad as you think it is. It's uh, definitely fun. And Idris Elba is really a good Roland. I started rereading the series. I thought that I thought that maybe I would get into it. And I read The Gunslinger, and I'm on the 
I'm on the drawing of the three, the second book. And now when I when I'm reading it, ever since I've been back, when Roland's talking, I hear Idris Elba's voice. He was very very effective in the role. And if you want to give it a shot, if you want to go in there with just kind of like no preconceived notions, it is, it's an okay little sci-fi fantasy sort of whatever you want to call it movie. And it's short. You'll be in and out before you know it. So on the vaunted source meter with one mic being a dud and five mics being an all-time classic, I am going to give The Dark Tower three mics. Three mics. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time, the final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. Alright, this is it. This is the final segment of the show. You have done it. You have made it. You have made it all the way to the end. And there is, there's a lot to be said for accomplishing things, you know, for sticking to it, uh, seeing things through, as it were. So, this is the part of the show where I just, I don't know, man, I talk about, like, things that are going on in the world of pop culture. Maybe I tell you about some toys I bought. It's, uh, the pop culture moment of the, uh, program, I guess. I don't know. I forget what this is even called. It is the pop culture informational moment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. I don't know. This stuff with, uh, this stuff with good old A.B. Silver has got me all, uh, kind of confused and tied up in a knot in a lot of ways. I got a, you know, a bit of a, bit of a upset stomach just thinking about... Just thinking about where these these things are going to go. You never know. You never know what's going on in somebody's mind. At uh, at any rate, I I finished Gotham, the TV show Gotham. Finally, we we being me and the old wife, we enjoy the show, but for some reason we don't uh, we don't watch it when it airs. And then before you know it, the whole season is saved up on the DVR, and we end up watching it during summer during the summer TV doldrums when. Just when, like, there's not as many first-run shows as there are other times, we we catch up with Gotham, and Gotham is good, I think. Not every, like, episode individually, but overall, the end result is good, and this is... I don't think that this is spoilers, because we all know where the show is going. It's the story of a young Bruce Wayne and a uh, younger Commissioner Gordon, and... We all know Bruce Wayne is going to turn into Batman at some point, and this season concludes with him taking a large step into into the shoes of the Bat, and it's, it's neat because we've been waiting, you know, years to see this play out, and it's, uh, it's finally going to get the jump off jumping, as it were. As I understand it, the next season is going to be like Batman Year One, with Commissioner Gordon tracking down this this rogue vigilante in a black ski mask. And we also saw, we saw Selena Kyle get the whip for the first time. For the first time, Catwoman has her whip. So the next season of the show looks to be, uh, looks to be pretty cool. And I guess as the, uh, the next year's summer rolls around, I'll, uh, I'll finally break down for that one. What is, uh, what's up? 
I do not know why we don't watch Gotham until the summer, but I, I swear to you, every season of the show so far, it has been this way. I was I was over at the TRU the other day, the, the good old Toys R Us, and I saw my first look of Thor Ragnarok movie toys. That's the next Thor movie. I am... I am so looking forward to that movie. I think it is going to be great. The trailers have been terrific. It has it has Kate Blanchett in it, and she is an eternal delight. So I do not see how I don't see how this can go wrong. the The toys that I saw, I saw um, a few of the Marvel Legends. They only had Thor and Loki, and the ones that I am looking for are um, Hela, who is Kate Blanchett. This is this is a beautiful action figure. It has this. This helmet with these long black, they look like antlers, this helmet that you've probably seen in the trailer. But it also comes with a uh, little Kate uh, Blanchett head that you can replace on there. And I am going to be looking like crazy for this one. I want that little uh, little Kate Blanchett head. And the, the normal head is great too. That helmet is terrific. And let's see, I saw Loki. Looks exactly like Tom Hiddleston, exactly like what you'd expect. I also, I want Lady Thor. I wonder, I wonder if she's going to be like the chase figure in the set. That's, that's what my, my gut says. The girl versions are always, they're in high demand, less availability. They also had the smaller Marvel Legends, the one that are just like just over three and three quarter inch. They have like two, two packs. I saw one with Thor and the Hulk. And then they also make one with uh, the Executioner and Marvel's Enchantress. Not to be confused with DC's Enchantress. Who was played by Cara Delevingne. The the Executioner is played by Kyle Urban. Who is uh, Dr. McCoy in the new Star Trek movies. And he he's all bulked up and big looking. The action figure looks like a big bald headed guy. with uh, He has like Road Warrior Hawk style uh, mohawks it appears. There might be tattoos. He he resembles Mantar. I don't know if you remember Mantar from the, uh, from the good old WWF. But uh, Kyle Urban looks... A bit like that dude in his action figure form. What is this? What's it look like? Making his way. It looks like a half man, half beast. Hey! Bingo! $64,000 question is answered, ladies and gentlemen. Half man, half beast. What is a half man, half beast? What do you call him? Mantar? Mantar, that's right. Obviously, this individual uh, attempting to intimidate his opponent. What else is uh, is popping off? I started watching a show on Netflix called Ozarks. It stars Jason Bateman. He is he is like an everyday dude, but then it turns out like behind the scenes he's doing like money laundering for like some kind of drug cartel, and then things uh, spin rapidly out of control from there. It's it's good so far. I have only seen the first few, but I, I highly recommend it if you enjoyed, like, Breaking Bad or, like, these kind of, like, crime kind of things. I don't really watch a lot of Netflix. Not as much as, like, the wife does. She watches, like, Orange is the New Black, and she watches, like, I don't know, whatever she watches on there. I don't myself watch a lot. And with the announcement that Disney is going to be pulling all their properties off for their own like streaming service i i think i'll be watching even less because when i do watch i i tend to watch like i watched captain america civil war the other week on there and i've watched you know all the all the marvel shows and if you remove those and put them on a completely different platform then i don't i don't know how much i'll i'll be watching good old netflix anymore i find their selection of movies to be i uh, 
know, mediocre at best. And a lot of their a lot of their shows are good. I can usually watch something on there. I can find something to watch rather, but I don't know. I don't find as many good movies as I as I would expect. And without the Marvel joints, I don't know, man. It's gonna they're gonna be hurting. They're also gonna be losing Star Wars because they have Rogue One on there too. And I kind of assumed going forward that this would be the home for Star Wars, but. It is what it is. I don't, I know for a fact that I won't be subscribing to the Disney online thing. They would have to make it like super cheap and with tons of stuff because I don't, I I don't know what it is. I'm sort of stuck in the old school. I, I still watch cable. I have cable. I love it. I have a DVR. I think it's great to have my shows taped. And that's, that's how I watch my shows. I don't go to the streaming platforms that much. I have a Roku and we have, you know, a direct line feeding into it. So there's never like any kind of like breakup in the speed or anything. It's terrific. But I just, I don't know. I'm stuck in my old ways. I guess this new Disney thing isn't for me in the, uh, in the first place. It's for, you know, it's for millennials who like to stream things and watch things on their phone. I, I don't even get like the WWE network. I did for a while, but I, but I gave it up. I just, I was never watching it. I just never, ever watched it. Occasionally, I would watch a pay-per-view if it was one of the, one of the big ones, you know, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, or whatever. I would watch those, but I didn't tend to watch the, the monthly shows. It actually wasn't even worth, like, the nine ninety nine a month, because it's, I never had it on. I, I don't know. It's just, I don't go for those streaming things. I don't know, man. It's just, I'm I'm old. I'm not even that old, which is weird. I'm just, I like the way that the cable box fast forwards. You know, I like that I have the thing saved onto the DVR and it goes really smoothly. With the streaming, I don't have as much success fast forwarding. I feel like I'm always missing my spots or it's always buffering when I... When I want to watch something, I go for the uh, dependability of having it recorded on the DVR. I hardly ever even watch live TV. Once I got my first TiVo and then my first DVR, it was it was hardly ever going back. Let's let's get into some Archie news. Uh, Archie is going to be releasing three new titles. One of them is under their Dark Circle imprint. That's where they do like their superhero books. That one is going to be the Mighty Crusaders. The Mighty Crusaders is an they're like an old favorite of mine. I've been into those guys since like back in the day. They had an action figure line by Rimco. I did a I did an episode on them way back in the days. Check out check out that one. It's within the first first 20 episodes, I think. I've been a Mighty Crusader fan since I don't know, man. One Christmas I wanted like a bunch of toys and for whatever reason my parents got me like almost the entire set of Mighty Crusaders and I I kind of just fell in love with them, so I, I asked uh, Chris over at Comics for the win to pull that for me. I'm going to start checking that out. I don't, I don't know how good it's going to be, but I can't imagine it'll be that bad. Archie has like a pretty consistent track record of releasing, you know, quality things. And then the second book is B and V Riverdale Vixens. This one is a motorcycle gang tale. It's a story of a uh, story of Betty and Veronica as if they were they were members of a motorcycle gang known as the Riverdale Vixens. I don't. I don't know what to expect for this one. I had Chris pull the pull the first two because I want to give it a shot. It could be great. Who knew that who knew that the Archie zombie story was going to be so great until it came out? So, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt and at least like give it a look see. So, keep your eyes peeled for that. The Mighty Crusaders as well as B&V and then there's another one that was like like a kids tale. I imagine it's going to try to replace Sonic. Archie recently 
decided to stop publishing Sonic the Hedgehog comics. I'm not like I'm not like a Sonic reader, but that one has been around since forever. It's weird to weird to live in a world with no Archie Sonic the Hedgehog comic. My my kid 2.0, she used to be into that like crazy. She used to always look forward to the new new Sonic, and she's still like a Sonic collector. She has like a ton of Sonic toys and all this stuff, but she doesn't she doesn't go as far as like watch the cartoon or do anything like that. She used to watch the cartoon too, and that was like it was like the WB Kids on Saturday, right? They would play that, and then like Iron Man and a bunch of bunch of other stuff. She was like crazy into that for a while. The WB Kids Club is that what that was called? I kind of think so. I kind of think that's what it was called. So let's see. Let's do a bit of a house cleaning before we get out of here. There is a new episode of the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast that you got to hear. It's it's hilarious. He starts off talking about how he used to harass MMA fighters through the mail. And then he goes and talks about like a couple rap records from weird sources. It's a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it a lot. He does, does good quality work. I, I'm proud of that kid. I'm proud of that guy. He's risen to such a high level in the world of a uh, recording art and what else is going on let's see hop on over to icrobots.com that's i-s-e robots.com i've been trying to post more more articles and stuff over there trying to take more pictures of like my toys and put them up there i don't know i want to want to write a bit more than i than i have been lately i posted some cool pictures of a uh, little toilet little action figure toilet that i found at the dig i posted that a while ago and i posted some pictures of a uh, a Kitty Pride Marvel Legend that I bought, and I wrote a bit about both. I've also been posting some new stickers over on Redbubble, and that's that's a really great way to support the show. The stickers have been a pretty pretty fair seller as so far. They go for like three bucks each, and all the money goes like directly into uh into feeding the beast. You can find those over on Redbubble. The best way. The best way I can think of to get there as of right now is just go to icrobots.com and there's a link down on the right side. If you scroll down, it'll take you, it'll we take you, uh, take you over there. We got a uh, IC Robots radio shirt and a Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast shirt. Both of those, both of those were created by one of my main dudes, Tapes from the Crypt over on, over on Twitter. Dude is a, he's a genius graphic designer. He's the best. You can find him at Tapes from, nope. I made a mistake. I always do this. I go, I go to tweet him, and then I want to put in like at tapes from the crypt. But that is some complete other fool who hijacked the name. You want to find this guy at uh, at crypt vault. You know, like a C R Y P T vault. He, he's our dude, and he's made these cool shirts. I think you want one. The uh, I'd love to see somebody out there one day. Like I'd be walking down the street and I'd see like an icy robots radio shirt. That's that's a dream of mine. So make that dream come true. Buy one. Then come come to the Jupiter Moon Base and hang out and let me, let me see you. So you can find those on Redbubble. Uh, we also take Patreon support. That's at supportthereport.com. We got a Facebook group, facebook.com backslash IC Robots. So, oh, Instagram, Instagram at IC Robots, I-S-E-E Robots, as if I am holding my, my hand above my eyebrow and I'm looking off into the distance and I see robots. So... With that all said, I'm going to, I think I'm going to start getting ready to get out of here. We should be back next week. Well, we will be back next week. What I mean to say is we'll be back next week with what should be a pretty fun show. We're going to do a top five, a good old top five list. Everybody everybody knows that. And this time we're going to break down colors. We are going to take a look at what are the top five colors 
of all the times. It's going to be great. So keep your ear to the street. Should be next Wednesday. So until then, this is me, Ice Robot, signing off for uh, Engineer Emily and Iceberg. If you don't know, now you know. has been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.